Welcome to Woven, Stories of Feminine Becoming. Join us to listen to the stories of fascinating women of all backgrounds, places, and ages who have been on their own hero's journey, who have transformed and returned with a fire their own. May these conversations be an invitation for you to listen to your own yearning, explore the path less traveled, and discover that on it, even if unique, we are never truly alone. This is an ode to your soul and to the divine feminine. I am honored to be here with you today. I'm Sarah Basha, your host, an astrologer, mentor, and artist, weaving together personal stories with collective meaning. Tapping into archetypal energy of planets and story, I seek to guide you to listen. Listen to your intuition and craft ritual to find your magic. Welcome to our virtual fire pit. Welcome, Ashley. Welcome, everyone, to this space, our episode, Woven Stories of Feminine Becoming. I am so excited in front of me, and one, we'll see if we have the video on this one. This may be the first episode with video, but you can see, and if you can't see it, I'm going to describe you. Ashley is just luminous. She has dyed her hair blonde, or maybe that's the natural color, but she's glowing and it is very felt in presence. So I'm, I'm really honored and blessed to have Ashley with us today. Ashley is a tattoo artist, Oracle. She has created an Oracle deck and also a book, um, which I got. It is tending to the sacred rituals to connect with earth, spirit, and self. And she's also uh, now teaching and hosting retreats where she helps uh, and guides others on this journey, working with Mary Magdalene uh, and with Atelier des Femmes in Europe, in France. Ashley, welcome to this sacred space that is this uh, virtual fire pit of ours. Thank mm -hmm. you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. So for those of you who don't know you, and I'm sure there are people who end up on this space of the internet. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you are, and maybe what brings you the most joy, lights you yeah. up? Yeah, so I'm Ashley, as you said, Ashley River. I am based in Santa Fe, New Mexico in the States. I moved here about 14 or 15 months ago now from California, so I'm still new to these lands, but they called me in a pretty deep way and um, feeling a really beautiful resonance with, with being here. Um, I am a ceremonial tattoo artist, so I guide people through these ceremonial journeys using the modality of tattoo alchemy, um, a specific modality that I channeled called soul tattoos. And I've been doing this now for about nine years. Um, it's definitely taken me on quite a journey. Um, I took a break for a little bit and I became a published author. I wrote my book, as you mentioned, um, my Oracle deck, and then I stepped into teaching, um, teaching ceremonial tattooing specifically. I have apprentices. I have an online, uh, school that I co-created with 
another ceremonial tattoo artist in Australia who we've had the school together for about four years now. And so we've been teaching and guiding tattoo artists into the ceremonial arts and how tattooing can be transformative and can be healing and um, just bringing people back to the true origins and the true nature of this work. Um, and then I hosted, I started doing retreats last year, which has been really fulfilling and beautiful. Um, I don't know about you, but or any of you listening, but there definitely was this deep need for group healing work after the isolation of the pandemic. And during the pandemic myself, I was extremely isolated living in the middle of nowhere in the woods, like in a tree house. It was like completely alone for two years. And and so the retreat, the company Feminine Voices um, is what it's called. The retreats really were born out of that place of like feminine healing is done together. Feminine healing is community healing. It's we can't actually do it alone. And um, so birthing this space to because I've been doing one on one work for, you know, 15 years and um my heart really like needed people. Um, mm. So I really stepped into that. And and that truly is what gives me the most joy. It's it's coming together, it's connection, it's sharing our voices together, it's singing together, laughing together, playing together, like just being in a circle of women is one of the most fulfilling things for me that brings me so much joy. But my work, you know, gives me a lot of joy. The the one-on-one -on -one connections and the intimacy that is created there and just getting to weave all of my gifts into this modality and share it with, with the world um, brings me so much joy. I also love dancing. I love um, connecting to plants. I love just mm -hmm. being with like the, the earth here in New Mexico with the mountains, with the waters. Um, yeah, the, the simple things. Now, you are pretty literate in astrology and, of course, mm -hmm. elements. You work with, I mean, you don't work with it, but you it's kind of part of your language. In fact, mm -hmm. I was sharing with you that I discovered you through another podcast called, I don't know the name of the podcast, but it's Cosmic um, Cousins, who is a tarot mm -hmm. and astrologer, queer, now based, I think, in Portland, and he has a very interesting way of um, coming from tarot, explaining astrology and like the transits or the moment. And so I listened to a conversation that you had with him and discovered your work through that. I have to, um, I have to say, I too, during the pandemic, uh, was called into this work in a very different way. This was something I was doing, you know, for a lot of people even being paid, but kind of like secretly. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then in March 2020, I posted something on my Facebook. I've never been very active online, but this little video of myself explaining to people, this is a moment for us to heal, each one of us to look and see um, what is there to be healed as a way to heal the collective. And can you kind of listen in and not be afraid, remove the fear and rather kind of go into that space of quiet. And people really resonated with it. and a lot of people didn't know I was into astrology or even, you know, very mystical. And so they were asking me and men, you know, like also men, like um, it really helped me. And so I thought, okay, maybe I can own this and do this. And so I was running 
uh, moon circles twice a month with people on Zoom that I didn't know using the, the astrology and really just coming in and being like, okay, what is, and it was very, very powerful. The connections between these people who didn't know each other, holding space for each other as well. But I did find that after two years of having done it, it had kind of, I mean, the world opened up too, and people were just like, not in that. Now they were rather applying what they, what they had learned. It's interesting that you moved from the quietude to the, to the space. And I think that's needed. Like, how do we use what we've experienced to move into greater empowerment? So it's really beautiful. Having said this, and this is a long kind of diverge, I also experienced your work um, because during the lockdown, I think it was, you ran a mini kind of workshop with Atelier des Femmes where you invited us to experience our own voice. And it was and both visually and sensorially and I, we were a little group, you know, I don't know, maybe like 10 or so people um, sharing that experience. And it was very beautiful and very empowering despite it being online. And it was interesting to see, to visualize my own voice, like together the two of you created this. We, I think we had to create a, a visual expression and kind of like logo. And this leads me to, to the tattoo is that I know very little about tattoo. I have a New Zealand friend um, who's really into tattoo because they have this tradition with the Maori of the, of the tattoo. Um, and I, I recommend everyone has a friend like Sophie. I say everyone needs a Sophie in their life because um, you know, she's like the only person who listens to the podcast, the only person, you know, not the only, but she, you know. And so I asked her, I said, well, what would you ask Ashley if you were sitting with Ashley? And she said, I wonder like how they come with the, like how do they channel these things? And my question to you, so that's Sophie's question, which I want to offer to you. Mm -hmm. The other is um, when I listen to you, when I've read you, it feels like the tattoo, maybe this is wrong, but it seems like it is a portal. This tattoo is both a portal and a mark. So it's like both an expression of what has been experienced, but also a portal into something else. Um, and I'm really curious about the process actually of that. Yeah, I can walk you through the process. Um, it's definitely, you know, evolved and changed over time as I've shifted. I mean, this is very much evolutionary work, so it calls you into evolution. Um, but the formula of it has pretty much stayed the same for as long as I've been doing it, um, which is kind of wild, but I'll have my clients, you know, prospective clients will fill out an application. And, and this process is really important because taking that time to set your intentions is what colors the entire experience from the moment you do that, you know, until you're integrating the medicine after ceremony. It's such a beautiful process. And I really ask people to take their time with it and actually create the space, make a ceremony out of it, get some tea, light a candle, you know, how are you, what are you truly desiring for this ceremony? What are you desiring for your life? It's just a moment to kind of um, get clear and take stock of, of everything. Um, and so from those intentions, I will sit in ceremony um, and start bringing through the design. 
Um, and this has kind of evolved. This part has evolved throughout the years. I used to do everything in the moment in session, and then my sessions were getting a little too long and mm -hmm. I needed to create some more space for myself, but I'll sit in ceremony and I'll bring through um, the elements that want to come through. So I go on, you know, like a short shamanic journey and I'm, I have certain elemental spirits that I'm connected to, um, guides that I work with. And it's really just like tuning into the right frequency that matches the soul frequency of the client. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, if someone's really connected to, you know, the plants or the plants are really coming through to connect to the person, like that's, what's going to come through is certain um, frequencies and vibrations of plant medicine, but it sometimes it's symbols that I don't even know. Mm -hmm where they come from exactly. You know, I know they come from the stars and I'll be guided to like a certain point of where they come from, but they're more, you know, mysterious or they're more, um, you know, it's a language that isn't as familiar to us as the natural world around us. And so I'm just a vessel to hold space for all the voices that want to come through to be expressed in the design. And I kind of, think of the the soul tattoo alchemy of, of having two um, like different kind of purposes that we could work with. A lot of times it will be a frequency of soul nourishment. So it's, it's more of like a, the medicine that will come through is more connected to like a, a soul reclamation. Like how can we bring down an essence of your soul medicine to nourish your experience of being a human on the earth? Um, other times it can be more of like a soul activation where we're bringing in these gifts or these, what is your like purpose for being here? So I'm gathering the frequencies. We're putting it into a tattoo design. I also, because I work so much with the voice and I'm a writer, there's always a prayer that comes through. So there'll be like a prayer and sometimes it's like a riddle. Like sometimes the prayer is, is kind of all over the place. Sometimes it's like a song. And that will come through and it sort of encapsulate like all of the symbols mm -hmm. because with the, what I bring through with these pieces, I don't necessarily want my clients to be like, oh, this is a rose and the rose means this. Mm -hmm. It's more of like, what is the entire frequency of this energy that we're holding space for? So when a client comes in for their actual appointment, we will prepare for ceremony together and we usually sit with a plant that we go on a little meditation and journey with. Um, usually it's a plant that comes through in the tattoo design too, but sometimes it's just something for the nervous system, something to calm. The whole experience can be pretty nerve wracking because we're going into the mystery together. You don't know what you're getting tattooed. <laughs> it's for life. <laughs> we can bring up some fears. So, you know, we ground together and and then I'll go into um, an aura reading where it kind of just expands on things that are already coming through. And it helps me to like, when I'm actually sitting with a person, it helps me clarify the things that I'm receiving and, you know, things just start clicking into place more. So when we're done, like going on this journey together, we just have a conversation where I share everything and we end up, um, I end up just like talking and channeling for a good like 30 to 40 minutes. Um, we'll talk about placement in this 
part two, sometimes I'll, when I'm channeling the tattoo, the placement will come through really strong. And this is a very, very important aspect of this work because wherever you place the tattoo medicine, that mm -hmm. medicine is going to be directed to that energy center, that meridian point, that organ, you know, whatever body mm -hmm. part it is. So we want to make sure like, you know, we're choosing a place that the tattoo is having the most resonance with. So I then reveal the design to my client and reveal the placement. And, you know, we have a conversation about the placement to make sure they feel comfortable. Usually there's tears, <laughs> you know, there's a whole like remembrance when you see the design, because that's the thing with these tattoos is a lot of people have this idea coming in. Well, like, what if I don't like it? Or, or what if, you know, I'm not going to know what it is. Like there's this resistance or this control or this fear that can come up, but you know, 99.9% .9 of the time there's a remembrance as soon as you mm. see the design, because the like lineage of tattoo alchemy that I deeply connect to, it's, it's, you know, I won't get so esoteric into it right now, but you know, these tattoos, may have been inked on your body before. They might actually already be inked in the soul or inked in the aura in a form of a light tattoo. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's a recognition that typically happens. So then we transition to the actual tattooing portion. Um, and this is all I tattoo by hand, so I don't use a machine. Um, and this is a very unique to the individual process. You know, as we're piercing the skin, we're piercing the veil. We're, we're actually, we're opening a portal. And in that portal opening, whatever, you know, aligns with the frequency of that tattoo is getting imprinted. Mm -hmm. And whatever doesn't match this new frequency is going to start to be released. So there can be emotions, there can be physical pain, there can be you know, thoughts or anxiety, there can be fears. Um, sometimes it's like laughter. Sometimes it's like your body is twitching mm -hmm. a lot. You know, it's, it's however your body is releasing to align. Um, and this process takes however long it needs to. Sometimes we're, we're just in this portion of the ceremony for about three hours. And we're very intentionally like, marking on these certain meridian points where we're working with like moving the energy in relation to whatever the intention is and whatever the medicine is. Um, and we usually seal with a little bit of sound or prayer or just energy work of, of some kind. I have all these different tools. It's, it's very much like me just being a little bit of a chameleon and responding to mm -hmm. what the person's needing in the moment. So Every ceremony is completely different. Um, on average, they are about four to six hours long. I did recently just open up um, spaces to start doing mini ceremonies. So mm -hmm. if you're not ready to sit in ceremony for six hours, which is quite intense, we can sit together for two hours. And these are a little bit more direct um, ceremonies where I'm, I'm channeling in the moment and I'm really connecting to I call it the soul song. Mm -hmm. They're just mm -hmm. um, like soul notes that come from your unique frequencies. So they're more symbols than, you know, connecting to plants or animals or anything like that. So that's another um, way that I work with the, 
the medicine, but I mean, this, it never was my like dream in life to be a tattoo artist. I wasn't a little <laughs> girl being like, I'm going to grow up and be a tattoo artist. I had no what, idea. What did you want to do when you were a little girl? I knew I wanted to be an artist and I knew I wanted to write. I always loved writing and I always loved making art and I am an author and I do make art. Um, but it was something when I, when I, um, first moved to New York city, when I was 20, 20 or 21, I started doing readings, um, all around New York city. I was like your party psychic. <laughs> and that was like, you know, I was sort of hustling my gifts and I found like, I loved just connecting to people and talking to people and, and like channeling for people. And even when people were so skeptical or like, just, you know, whatever I was like reading at bars and restaurants and stuff, mm -hmm. I just, I loved that intimacy, but it wasn't until I got into the healing arts and I started to be around different modalities of body work that mm -hmm. I found such a deep resonance with like just placing my hands on the body and connecting to the body. And I realized that so many of my gifts, like my natural gifts are really connected to the physical body. Like I can read mm -hmm. the body in such a deep way. And, and then I just hit like accidentally picked up a tattoo needle one day. It was just like out of the blue, my friend was like, oh, you should try this. Maybe it would be interesting to you and I was like open to it but didn't think anything about it and as soon as I picked up the needle I started having these flashes and these memories and a lot of them were connected to ancient oh, Egypt goosebumps. oh wow <laughs> which we were talking about before we yes. forward. um but I had never felt that before with anything else where I was like oh I've I've done this before it feels so easy and I just, I like knew how to do it. I knew the whole process. I knew the formula. I started receiving like the alchemy of it. It's so hard to even explain because it wasn't something I necessarily learned. It's something I just remembered. I just remembered mm -hmm. how to do it. And then I heard soul tattoos. Like I heard that, that the name whispered to me. And I just was like, I guess this is what I'm doing now. This is going to be my career. <laughs> I'm, I have to say I'm really moved. <clears throat> As I told you before we recorded, I'm highly intuitive and I just, I honor what my intuition says, not always knowing where it's going to lead me. And mm -hmm. with this podcast, it has literally been not knowing who I'm going to invite and allowing myself to get the pings that tell me reach out to that person and sometimes you know like a week before I'm supposed to put one out and I have ones that are there but they don't feel right like it's I I'm getting a clear message that it's not that one now or you know mm -hmm. and so um, it just I feel a resonance when you're speaking when you were talking about the music that's how I describe astrology for me it's a song mm -hmm. like I literally hear it as a music I, I see the map and there's different pitches and then these pitches give me different images but I would say I'm more of a clear audience like for me I hear things and then mm -hmm. they translate into visual expression yeah and you seem to to share that too is that do you have other kinds of 
ways to connect to your intuition aside the ones that you described which was being able to hear and see and sense uh energy yeah i feel it's more of like what is the best way i can receive this information in the moment mm -hmm. i would say i'm predominantly clear audience i am always hearing when i was a baby psychic in New York. This was quite traumatic for me. I would like hear voices constantly. I couldn't sleep at night. And um, I've, you know, since stepping into practicing this work and it, it being, you know, the work I do in the world, I have a lot more balance. And now it's just like, which channel is going to best be able to receive what wants to come through. And I notice when I'm in my sessions, it is very related to how the client can best receive the information. Mm -hmm. Like if someone is a really prolific artist and very visual, I'm probably going to have more visuals for them. If someone is like very empathic or very, you know, uh, just like physically sensitive in the body, I'm probably going to uh, touch their body more, you know, to receive information, mm -hmm. feel into like what is being held in the body. And it's really just adapting <laughs> to, mm -hmm. to the energy um, and it changes all the time. And there's definitely been, you know, times in my evolution where I've been, you know, would say that I'm like a clairvoyant person and, and then like the scene will shut off and I'll only be able to access information in, in a different way. And, mm -hmm. and I think of this as just like, you know, strengthening all the ways that I can perceive so that I don't fixate on one thing or um, label myself into one thing or um, get frustrated trying to force one pathway if it's not coming through that way. Like, how can I just be open to all of it? I love that. I love that for people who are listening because a lot of people are, are you know, this is also kind of the intent with this podcast is to guide people to different ways to connect intuition because we are you know when we feel disconnected from it we start assuming and also with like the social media it should be this way ritual should look yes. like this you know and I'm like but what is it for you like fine-tune so that you find one that feels comfortable when you've kind of mastered that one then go you know follow your curiosity into another and let you know the bird speak to you now and let it be you know candle later it doesn't really much matter it can be all of those things there's you know curiosity is a good kind of indication if something is nudging at you it's probably wanting to be explored you know and in your book invites I think your book invites um, that exploration through the different elements the water the fire earth air um, in this book, if I recall correctly, you, I think, dedicated it to your grandmother, yeah. or at least certainly um, she created the space for this book to come through. Can you tell me a little bit, or tell us rather, a little bit about that? Yeah, so I was born from very, very young parents who, you know, I think like, in previous generations, people were having children a lot younger um, than they are in today, but mm -hmm. parents were very, very young. Um, 
my mom hadn't even, you know, gone to college, you know, she was very young and, and my grandmother kind of just naturally took on that role of mother and father for me because I, I didn't have stable parents, parents. Um, and they were going through, you know, their stuff and their own trauma and there was a lot of abuse. And so my grandmother was my like safekeeping. I lived with her part-time and we just kind of created our own little world together. I felt, you know, when I was with her, I was living in a very different reality than when I was with, you know, my mother, my father, or anyone else that, that was caretaking me. And, and this reality that we created together was one of beauty and pleasure and, you know, baths with like flowers in them and, you know, listening to beautiful music, eating beautiful food. And there was just like beauty around, you know, she had an affinity with orchids and she had like hanging orchids everywhere. And, um, and it was just, I felt so at home in all of that beauty and all of that pleasure. And I was like, this is what this is what life should be like. And then I would go to, you know, my mom's house or my dad's house. And there was so much struggle and so much conflict and so much anger and so much hate. And I remember looking at them and first of all, I was a very ancient child. Like I was very serious. I was, I was not like a fun, playful kid. I was like <laughs> looking at all the adults all the time and being like, why are you like this? Why are you crazy like we need to just enjoy life um and so yeah being with my grandmother really nurtured like my natural medicine you know and really nurtured like what life is supposed to be about and she was a double Sagittarius so she was like very much like let's just have fun and um, don't think, don't take things too seriously. Like she was a lot more playful than me and always reminded me from like a really young age to not be so serious and to, to lighten up. And, you know, she also was, um, studied tarot and astrology and energy work. And so mm -hmm. these languages, I just grew up around, mm -hmm. like, I just understood the languages of, the cosmos, the language of divination, because I was just around it. I just witnessed it. And I witnessed the duality of like a life with these practices and then a life without these practices, which is quite chaotic. Um, and so she really, yeah, just kind of instilled that in me. And then she passed away pretty suddenly when I was 18. Um, and then I her passing really woke me up to my gifts. I started to communicate with her because I needed to. I was like, how could you leave me alone in this world with all of these people who are so crazy? Like, I, I need you. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just created that intentional space to start communicating. And then I realized like, oh, this is actually my true ability like I am I can communicate and access these other realms and that's when I started you know getting into divination and and doing readings and, and all the things hmm. yeah so she was such a, a gateway for me before you before we sat down mm -hmm. I I felt called to go and get 
an orchid that was not in this room and bring it in here. No way. Yes. That's oh, so beautiful. Isn't it? Yeah. I, I was like, and it's not like anyone sees it because, but I just, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I have orchids all around too. I actually just went and I bought a new one, um, like a really special one mm -hmm. um, for my studio to have that that energy but yeah she was like in love with orchids like they were everywhere all over the house we lived in Florida so we could have you know orchids were outside mm -hmm. too and we could grow them and she had this um like veranda type thing with just like hanging orchids all mm. around it it was so gorgeous that's beautiful absolutely beautiful is there I'm thinking do you have like um, signs that you receive? And again, this is for people who are listening, who are curious because you have so much wisdom and all these things that you connect with. Is, are there signs for you that you are on the right path? And when did you decide that these were the, your signs, you know, or your, or your, I'll say language, because you clearly have different languages, but there's like, maybe there's one that resonates, you know what I mean? Like more, you know, that it's for you. It's not like for someone else. My process of moving through life and receiving guidance is so deeply internal. So I've never been the kind of person that's like, Oh, a crow or Oh, a feather. Mm -hmm. I'm not uh, so focused on the external obviously like when I'm connecting, I am, but for me, the biggest sign that I'm in alignment is how I feel in my body. It's like, do I feel ease? Do mm -hmm. I feel peace? Do I feel excited by this? Like it's more of the internal compass for mm -hmm. me rather than Big what is thing. outside. But when you do have like, you know, the beautiful, like bees for me always feel really symbolic. If I am seeing a lot of bees, mm -hmm. but I don't have so many external signs mm -hmm. since you do know astrology what is your moon and sun sign I'm curious I am a Taurus sun Leo moon okay because when you speak about the body I'm a Taurus mm -hmm. rising and mm -hmm. and earlier you were talking about body work and I have to say to myself as the more and more that I you know channel read whether it is for myself or others I'm coming back more and more to the earth, you know, the earth as ourselves as well, like this body and this body as being the vessel for everything and anything and all that we may not even know is possible, uh, you know, this pure energy. And mm -hmm. so I find somatic therapy actually in somatic work uh, and body work really interesting and really relevant for this time because we have all you know the eclipses and the Taurus and a lot of people are disconnected from their bodies and what those bodies experience in one of the previous um, episodes we were talking to stellar folk Andrea from stellar folk who has this beautiful page online where she shares inspiration it's just pure beauty mm -hmm. uh, and it, so it's never her words like she'll she'll put a beautiful art piece with someone else's words and she shares them but we were talking about trauma that's stored in the body and all the work um i'm trying to remember the name it's right there next to my bed uh you know the body holds the score it's this yeah. idea you know right so 
it's true that when we when we listen to that to the body i have found even for myself just to know like where is it what does it feel like what is its color mm-hmm. what does it want to say to me you when you do that you can actually um heal yourself in, in a way but i understand that we need other things as well and other people and none yeah. of it we need to do alone so it's um i resonate with that as well mm-hmm. yeah I, i've been thinking about that a little bit lately with um like the North Node in Taurus transit and then Uranus in Taurus. Like we have a lot of, you know, big energies in Taurus. I think like Jupiter is moving into Taurus next yes. year. This year. Um, yeah, this year. It's this year. We're now. already this year. <laughs> We're already yeah. this, year. Yeah. this um, year. And how many more people are going to start to remember the body and remember that the wisdom's in the body, your internal compass is in the body, your authority is your, bo- your body your wealth is in your body your wealth yes everything and it's not i hope in in these movements that we're going to be moving through um astrologically that there will be a stop to people trying to get it outside of them mm-hmm. or trying to seek it in information or um yeah anything like another person and, and just come mm-hmm. back home to themselves yeah, I, me too. I find that, um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm an optimistic person and hopeful. Mm-hmm. It's true that I see, you know, with the Pisces energy, just to, because I'm such a geek with this stuff, but with the strong Pisces energy, we are, are tempted to seek that elsewhere or to dis, disengage with the body. But for me, and that's why these years of pandemic were so important, was it was an opportunity to see that if we connect with spirit, energy, the quiet, Pisces is about the night, it is about death, when Mm -hmm. everything stops, you know, when you're afraid, or that's, for me, I think Pisces energy as well, when you sit in that space, and it's expanded, because the planets are expanding it for us, then we, we find pure love really pure love and see that it is just cycles and then you know the next step is coming into the into the Aries being born Taurus into the body Uh, Mm -hmm. because Aries is about the idea it's like the the ego self and then the ego doesn't exist without the body the idea the soul needs this body to experience and a lot of new age you know there's so much new age and I love it I mean we all you know, need that. But a lot of the new age stuff actually, in a way, disengages with the body, I find. When mm-hmm. I'm reading it, I'm like, it's, you know, yes, one love, but it's one love on earth. It's one love to this animal that I see. It's to this person, like, to yourself. How do you speak to yourself? What words do you use when you speak the voice? How, yeah. you know, how, how firmly can you express what it is that you need and for me that's the moon so often actually on my website there's um that's why i love to ask you about your moon is i have a thing called rituals by your moon because i love to have people think about well you know for and the elements of course from those moons i've grouped them in elements and then you look Mm -hmm. okay so i'm an earth moon or a water moon because yes, it's lovely to take a bath, but some people might feel actually overwhelmed by that, 
right? Being in the water might not make them feel so great. It might make them feel overly emotional, perhaps, you know? And so exploring what elements speak to them. I love that. Yeah, thank you. Beautiful. <laughs> so, yeah, and so, and so you're Scorpio moon, right? That's what you said? No, I'm a Scorpio rising. I'm a Leo moon. Oh, Leo, right, the creativity. Yeah. Yeah, that's your creativity, the heart. <laughs> right. So yeah. um, we spoke about your journey into tattoo. We described it a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, we just we spoke about loss and your grandmother and how it also helped you to come into this. Recently, you've been going through. We discovered your own Saturn return, and there are people I know who are listening to this who are going through this. And if you've been through this with Saturn in uh, Aquarius, you're on the tail end, it's over. It's only, you know, power on the other side. What has been your experience actually, and this is a personal question of having gone through um, grief and transformation for yourself in your own voice? What has it brought you? And, and in fact, also, because when I was listening to you speak about Mary Magdalene, it feels like these two things coincided at, you know, at the same time. And so what has she brought you about your own voice and your own power? Yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. So I'm in the very early degrees of Saturn and Aquarius. So okay. I would say, I mean, I'm, I think when any outer planet is about to turn into a new sign, it's pretty intense. So things have been quite intense um, in the last month, but I really felt a lot of it like right before. And then at the very beginning of the pandemic was quite mm -hmm. intense for me, but right before, um, I think Saturn went into Aquarius at like March 15th, 2020 or something around mm -hmm. that time. And um, around December, I, or like November, maybe I started to have Mary Magdalene speak to me a lot. And um, and I should say too, for anyone else who's an astrology nerd, that Aquarius is in my third house, which is communication. communication. Boy. So that's where all of that kind of links in. Mm. But she started speaking to me a lot and it was all around the voice. And at the same time, I was going through um, my level two studies of working with poisonous plants. And these are plants that I've gone on deep journey with, um, really big allies for me. Um, I use them in my work. They're not always, um, you know, symboled in the tattoo work I do, but they're, they're very much like behind me and with me. Um, and so around the time that I was also working with these plants, I would, I would see the spirit of a lot of the more feminine expressions of these plants as women who were screaming, but nothing was coming out of their mouth. Like they would, they would be regal queens or goddesses and ancient, you know, women, and they weren't being heard and they were angry because of that. Like there is always this fiery energy and I would get out of a journey with, with these plants and feel so much fire. I'm like, why is the voice of the feminine so repressed? Like, how do we reclaim these ancient, you know, wise women who are within us? And so Mary Magdalene entered and she came through with, with a much more like softer energy than a lot of the plants. You know, she has this compassionate presence and I was a little bit resistant, um, which I think a lot of people are resistant to Mary Magdalene because of religion. 
So I, you know, I leaned more on my poisonous plant guides and until I felt really ready to receive her. And she had a lot to say, but she wasn't fighting to be mm-hmm. hurt in the same way that I was experiencing these other archetypes where they were like, why aren't you listening to me? And she was just like, I'll wait until you're ready <laughs> to listen. Um, and so I kind of just dipped my toe in a little bit. And when the pandemic rolled around, I actually got pregnant the same day that Saturn went into Aquarius, which wow. is quite wild. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the whole, my whole early experience of pregnancy was really, it, you know, it did something to my inner voice where, you know, I had spoke about when I was younger, I would hear voices a lot and it could be quite overwhelming. I started to have that experience again, but it was like all of the feminine ancestors were like, they were raging, they were hungry, they were screaming. They were like, we need to, we need you to be a vessel for all of these voices. And I was very overwhelmed. I didn't quite understand it, but I started to just listen to them and a lot of their their medicine that was coming through was about death and it was about grief. And, you know, I've gone through my fair share of grief and death, you know, previous to my Saturn return. And so I was like, okay, sure. Like we have to experience grief, it leads us to more joy. You know, I like, I logically got it. Um, but they were like, no there's so much more death to be experienced. There's so much more pain to be experienced. It's not being expressed. There needs to be voices for all of this pain. There needs to be voices for all of all of this, like all of the feminine experience of life. So I, I sat with that and um, I ended up having, you know, a lot of pretty intense dreams that were guiding me to letting me know that I was going to miscarry. And I, you know, sat with like the fear of that and the anxiety of that. And then eventually, you know, it all like became the time where it all started happening. And I really, you know, I was living very isolated in the woods. I didn't have community around me, which is very Saturn and Aquarius too. It's like, you know, Mm -hmm. you kind of feel cut off and, um, we were all in, you know, um, isolation. Mm -hmm. So I took myself on this journey of finding my voice through an experience of death that was very visceral and very shamanic and very intense. And on the other side of that, I started to feel my voice was different. Like I started to hear my desires. I started to hear, oh, this life that I'm living isn't the life that I want. I'm, mm. I am silencing my voice, my true voice. That is the voice that's going to lead me to create everything that I desire. And I was married to someone I didn't want to be married to. I was living in a place that I didn't want to be living in because it just wasn't the right environment for me. I'm definitely a... I need to be connected to people, not isolated in the woods, <laughs> not a forest fairy. Um, and 
I just, I started writing a lot and started listening and started holding a lot of space for like lifetimes of grief. Like I went into a pretty intense depression, I would say, of just like holding the heaviness of how much grief I felt for all of the women who never had a choice, who never had a choice to to choose anything differently than, okay, you meet this person, you go get married, have a baby, like be the housewife or, you know, whatever it is. And I'm someone that has massive dreams. I do evolutionary work. I, you know, I'm, I know what my purpose is and I had thrown that all away for this, this other life that I didn't feel like I had a choice over. Mm -hmm. So I started listening to Mary Magdalene more and, and realizing, you know, I have to use my voice and I have to change this. So I ended up leaving my marriage. Um, they always say, don't get married during your Saturn return. <laughs> and I would just say that maybe that's true. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I moved to Santa Fe. I started, you know, weeding out pe people from my life that aren't, that weren't true community people that I didn't feel like I could speak my voice in. Cause I do know that I have a strong voice and, you know, I've held a lot of fear around my voice for so long. And we were talking about this a little bit before we, um, hit record as well, how much fear we can hold as women around our voices, because we've been silenced for so long, because we've been persecuted, because our voices triggered change. And so many people are afraid of change because they're afraid of grief. They're afraid mm -hmm. of death. And so I started, I started receiving a whole new book through me in this period that was radically different than my first book. And my first book was very much like the book my publisher wanted me to write. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't my truest expression. And I'm not like afraid to admit that, um, that it, you know, this book wasn't the most authentic thing I could have expressed. Um, and what has come through me since has been completely different. Like my, this, you know, Saturn and Aquarius return third house has definitely oriented me towards my, my true voice and from it came the Voice of Magdalene retreat, and this came really synchronistically. I, I had started feeling um, around December 2021 that I felt ready to do a retreat. I wanted to lead group space. I was craving community in that way, and and then I had met Nicolette, who I birthed Feminine Voices with, and we were both going through divorces at the same time, so you know we really connected very intimately and deeply um as we were moving through such similar experiences and and she lives in France um not too far away from one of Mary Magdalene's sacred spots and we were just chatting on zoom one day and she was telling me you know I think she had just went like the weekend before something and she was telling me about you know how profound it feels like to walk up these steps to get to the cave and I just had this vision out of nowhere of her and I on the top of the mountain um, in the center of a circle of women and we were all dressed in red and then I heard voice of Magdalene like I heard the, the words voice of Magdalene and I was like 
So I think that we're supposed to do a retreat together. Um, would you be okay for that? Like I just kind of said it nowhere, and and she was like, yes. Um, and it ended up being a lot more work than I expected. And you know, retreat is not you know a small project. It's quite enormous. Um, but it was probably the most transformative creation I have ever birthed. Um, as like an outward expression of something that I'm, I'm offering because of that Mary Magdalene component of you have to be in your true voice in order mm. to do this. You can't silence yourself. You can't hide behind other people's voices. You can't be afraid that your voice is going to be triggering to people. You can't be afraid of what, how people are going to judge you from your expression, you know, all the things that come up. Mm. Um, and we held it in France in August of last year, 2022. And it was profound. We were all dressed in red. We hiked <laughs> up to this, this place and we did this um, really a ceremony that I'm still integrating. It's the end of January. So it's been, I don't know, six months or so. And mm -hmm. I'm still integrating this, this ceremony where we, we were all in red in a circle outside of a, I think like 14th century church. And it was a church to St. Cecilia, who's the saint of music, which was really beautiful. And, you know, we're on this like beautiful stone outside and it's sunrise. We hiked up in our red with our drums and, you know, all our, our tools as the sun was rising. And then we spent about three and a half hours in ceremony together singing while I did tattoo alchemy. So we just held space through our voices as each person came and received. And, you know, we went in the circle and every now and then there would be like the morning jogger coming by and looking at us and being like, what are these women doing? <laughs> and the whole- And like, French, and we know the French. <laughs> yeah. like, all those Americans were, <laughs> people were not happy about it it was like we were getting daggers we were getting persecuted on the spot and as each woman each um, woman came up to um, I called it the tattoo throne you know coming up to sit in front of me I would see like witches rising from the ashes I would see like the the like poisonous plant woman within them be mm. resurrected by doing this like very radical, you know, ancient goddess work outside this church in France <laughs> at sunrise. Mm. And I think it was quite life-changing for us all, but it's something I'm still like, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I did this ceremony outside of a church with these people like watching it was it was I love you say that and and this is also something I, I say often um we have this weird perception of time you know that it needs to it, the masculine experience of time is, or rather the experience of time in the world that we live in is a very masculine experience of time mm -hmm. and so some things take time. Like, yes, you spent a week, but it might take a year. And then you realize the, you know, what some people call the divine timing of how long it takes you to process or when that thing appears. 
right? And then you, you know, you find out about astrology and you see that there's something <laughs> that map up, but you know, that there's, we, I mean, I would have loved to join by the way, but um, I have two young children and those, you know, and, and yeah, those are just not, but I really, I enjoyed joining for the kind of mini ritual that we did together. Mm-hmm. I think Nicole, Nicolette, right? Nicolette mm-hmm. has such a beautiful voice. Just listening to her is like medicine in itself. Mm-hmm. She has this kind of Spaniard accent, you know, half French, half Spanish accent when she speaks. It's just very musical. Mm-hmm. And I think in that. She's actually well. South African. Oh, okay. So you see, no, it would just, it has this very... <laughs> musical tone it's like a little german too she speaks like five different languages (laughs) yeah and she it's just really really beautiful i think that it's um i think it's really important and to share something i briefly shared in the episode with emojen where we talked about uh baba yaga and so the dark you know the dark witch Mm -hmm. uh and we spoke a little bit i was sharing with you in kind of explaining why this podcast came to be my and and this is the I think my last question but I would love to also ask you if you have any questions but um this podcast podcast came to be because goddess Isis came to me and much like you when you were describing about Mary Magdalene I had a real resistance to it I almost doubted my intuition and thinking like this is this is not possible like I don't really want to be doing the Egyptian thing um and then why like why now and why and then when she spoke I just didn't understand what it looked like or what was being asked of me or whether it was me or something that I needed to do to serve others I just really didn't understand it it took me months every Mm -hmm. day of sitting with her at my altar and listening and and thinking about it and writing about it and dreaming about it until circumstances came and only when we did the first episode I understood that this was what <laughs> what we're supposed to be and so the question that I ask everyone and so I know this is you know maybe different tomorrow but today in this moment dear Ashley mm-hmm. I feel like I've known you for way longer than this moment what is your truth what do you, what truth do you want to speak of Mm. my truth in this moment is so simple I've definitely been in a uh, period of time where the only thing that feels good as true is just ease is just nothing is just space I feel like you know we don't always give ourselves space in our modern culture. Like we are always creating, producing, outputting, processing, you know, we're, we're, we're working, you know, we're doing, yeah. Whether that's like a deep internal process or it's an external process. And I have definitely my spirit, my body, everything has required me to find truth and, and nothing at the moment and pure space and in the you know we're in this period of winter right now and we don't always give ourselves like the winter the way that nature gives you know creates winter and there's like so much beauty and healing and the still the stillness there's so much 
profoundness and, and the silence. And that's just what feels true for me right now is all of that stillness, all of that silence, all of the space that really, really wants to anchor mm. instead of the the outputting, the creating, the even the speaking, you know, all of the doing, it's just being right now for me. Well, I, I wish for you in this new year, I've actually been wishing people, if they go listen to the previous episode, ease, ease yeah. and joy, just yeah. ease, so space for it. And so where can people find you and what might you be in this emerging emerging energy what are you creating that people might be able to connect with mm -hmm. so my website is ashleyriver.co um, right now in this space of ease and simplicity I am primarily just focused on my one-on-one -on -one clients with soul tattoos at the moment and finding just so much beauty and just the intimacy that that creates we are having another um, retreat for Feminine Voices. We were meant to have it in April, but in the spirit of needing space and ease and grace and all the things, we postponed it. So, and also just the need to integrate our last one was so massive. <laughs> um, but we will be announcing dates for that at the end of March. And so our website is ourfeminineVoices.com. And you can sign up for our newsletter there to be notified for when our dates are announced when we open enrollment for the next retreat, which um, will be in France. And um, that's pretty much, that's where I'm at right now. Really, really fine tuning and simplifying how much I am I'm sharing with the world. But you can also find me on Instagram. I am Ashley River. Um, I have a newsletter where I'll send out writing um, usually once a month or so. And yeah, I'll share on Instagram too, some of my writing and musings. Everything is in the show notes. Everything that we cite, I have transcripts where I put links to everything that we, we mention uh, so people can go and find those things. I would love to sit with you. I'm sure everyone who's on here would love to sit with you. There's about a million other questions that I would love to share. So maybe we'll have to do something on Instagram where we go, we, we put it deeper and, and talk about maybe the rituals and the other tools. But from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you for having spent this time with me. I also want to thank Goddess because I think she, she I mean, I know that she brought us together in this moment. Yeah. Um, and just, yes, uh, thank you for using your voice and sharing it with us today and, and always. Thank you so much for having me and thank you to everyone listening for taking this space to be here with us. Yeah, thank you everyone. See you very soon. I hope you enjoyed this conversation that felt so deeply meaningful for myself, but also the podcast and I think Ashley, the synchronicities were just so beautiful. I feel like it was in itself. We spoke about portals and channeling. It felt like it was a portal that was opening up like a key that had been you know, unlocked and opening something. So I hope that as we unlock this kind of portal, you receive something that is meaningful to you as well. Under this Pisces new moon, Pisces energy can make people uncomfortable. It's of the 12th house, the dark, the repressed, the ancestors, the ghosts, our subconscious, you know, nighttime. This Pisces new moon energy 
is very much about quietude and about channeling. So really resonant with this conversation. I love how that too unfolds. And so it's a reminder that you are the channel. If you can listen to your body and allow yourself to listen in, you can tune in to your intuition, to the wisdom that is. And also, we are also always the messenger for someone else. Even if you doubt your psychic abilities or intuition, when you offer a smile, a story, or an object, you might be offering the sign, the message that the person on the other end is needing to receive. The reminder, the thing that they need to unlock their remembrance. So don't hold back. And then finally, I think, really, I just want to offer you that under this new moon, which has very strong astrological energy, we really are sensing an emergence of a new world. And now we are also in the clearing, closing where we've been individually and collectively. This is a time to acknowledge that. This is a time to let yourself grieve. Everything that has been let go of and changed, the way things were and will never be, that really essentially moved in the last three years and coincided actually with the pandemic. So let yourself grieve those things. Let yourself grieve the people, the parts of yourself. Honor that and create space within your heart, within your body for the new to emerge. And creating space also, much like Ashley desires and wishes of when she speaks of her own truth, is about just being, just let yourself be. Under this new moon in Pisces is about dream time and sleeping and napping. Maybe you just do nothing. Maybe you just sleep. Maybe you just nap. Maybe you just pull out the book, you know, from your grandmother, open it up and flip it to any page. These are the rituals of these Pisces new moon. I shared you can always go and see the rituals by your, your moon on my website. It's in the link in the show notes. You can go and see what rituals are great for Pisces. It's water. We talked about the elements. It's water. So working with water is great. But really just being, letting yourself be and letting yourself receive messages in whatever ways and just curious, whatever is the best way for that message to reach you, right? Ashley spoke a lot about that. So for now, as always, I send you love and I send you much gratitude for sharing the space. I thank you already for going and rating the, the podcast on Apple Podcasts. It helps it so much. Sharing this podcast with your friends that you think might be useful and just being here, holding the space together. I think there really is truly, as Ashley said, magic in the being together. None of this, much like Pisces reminds us, none of this is done alone. No healing, no art, no life is done alone. So new moon blessings, beautiful ones. Take care of yourself and I shall see you in a month. Much love.